Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I am here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. And Tara Matthews. Woo, hello. Hey, uh, so glad that you guys are with us. Pastor Todd is not here today, uh, normally with us on the podcast, but wanted to ask you, um, do you guys, uh, well, I do know the answer, actually, but for those listening, uh, any cool costumes this weekend? I saw some cool pictures, like anything fun that you guys did? Ladies first. So I was a scarecrow, yes. very last minute, I had a lot of hay, and I felt very itchy for a while, but it was a good costume, it was quick, and I matched my friend and went trick-or-treating with her and her kids. Nice. So it was cute. It was you really were like cute. shedding hay. I Everywhere. Think. I had to restuff myself like five <laughs> times. Cause, so I always we always go to my grandparents' house to go trick-or-treating, and now they live in a 55 and older um, neighborhood, and so there's no kids, and so I had to go to them, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to like restuff after I went in my friend's house, and they were happy to see me. It was like 9.30 at night, though. Nice. Is there good like trick-or-treating there because it's 55 and older, or it's like no trick-or-treating? I, I didn't want to chance it because of corona, so I didn't want to just like go knock on people's doors. Also, I'm an adult, yeah. so... So might be kind of weird, but my grandparents were happy about it. They gave me candy. Okay. That's the only candy I got. So there you go. <laughs> you just got candy though. It's true. Yeah. Some people just didn't. I mean, it was, you know, I, don't, I know there was a little bit like a whole bunch of like, oh, is there trick or treating in this neighborhood? Yeah. Not, you know, like so much ambiguity um, that I know that some people just didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't get any candy. Yeah. So shout out to you. You got some. Yeah. Did you get some from your kiddos? Uh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I took some of their candy. You know. And and am still taking some of their candy. Um. Because some of them, some of them, two of them can't have gluten. So the gluten ones with like cookies in them, like Twix, um, Twizzlers apparently has wheat in it too really? so what a, what a twist so those yeah twizzlers who would have known you know so those kind of fall in my direction you got to take one for the team yeah man hard 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 you know suffering for yeah. the lord so um so yeah so yeah i've been getting some of their candy um and uh yeah we dressed up as the spider verse yeah it looks pretty cool. it was amazing pretty, pretty pretty fun time shout out to the wife who has you know always made our costumes for the past three four three years now so um so yeah she she put the whole thing together um it was good it was really really good so yeah, we did, i wish we i saw it in person i like i think i saw you guys last year but yeah i didn't see this one in person oh so. yeah i think um oh, oh wait oh that's right we did come to the um uh, we came to the drive-in oh yeah but we I came was, to the drive-in. the drive-in uh so or the in it still happened. In drive-in it was in drive-in it, it got oh, moved inside because oh. of the because of the rain and stuff so um but we, you know, we were already out, and I was like, it just kind of went 2020 on. Oh, yeah. It was already a like 2020 everything. event, and then 2020 yeah, so, it. Yeah. yeah just so then we went, you know, so we just showed up, came from where we were coming from, where we were, and showed up in our whole get up in our. Dude, you guys rocked it. I know the wife. I just, I hope that you guys can like, I don't know, that the world can see these costumes one day. Yeah, you good. know, yeah, like that you'll win some sort of contest. I doubt it. And, and, and I, win I, a car. And or that's something? no disrespect to my wife. I think it's just a matter of like, I don't know if it's that big. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they're legit, man. Every year. Well, she does. It's her. She's amazing. She's Phyllis, you're amazing. We love you. She cares. She cares about the about the detail of her artwork. So. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's why I think it comes out sometimes on that level. So shout out to her. Thanks, man. Yeah. So yeah. And we were. Um, I was Marty McFly, and Rebecca ooh, ooh, ooh. was Jennifer from Back to the Future. What is Jennifer's last name? Uh, Parker, I think. Okay. Mm, I think it's I Jennifer didn't know Parker. That. Yeah. I mean, she's. Uh, it depends on which future she's Jennifer. McFly. I know. Ooh, it is. It is, is true. Quite plot twist. No, not really quite a plot twist, a but a ride. <laughs> Yeah. yeah Sorry, all, spoiler. All spoiler if you haven't heard of it. If you've never watched Back to the Future, it's spoiler. Definitely dude, just recommend the first one. They're basically like perfect movies. What? what? All, dude, all three of them are. Uh, whoa, are you're. You, are you serious? I mean, the first one would be the best. When they go back to the Wild West? Dude, whoa, what was that? Don't so disrespect. Much fun. The talking? third one, people hate it. Yeah. The third one, but I enjoyed the third uh, one. It's good. The first it's one, fun. I would have been so content with just watching the first one. Now, you know what I was thinking? The second one is such a perfect sequel. Like, if you loved the first one and then you went to the movies, they're in the future. This is so cool. And then they go the back car. to the first movie and <laughs> oh you're just like, yeah, Yo, it's like it's what you want. I used to always want really, really bad a hoverboard. Like, yeah, I thought, see, Honestly, this is I what I'm talking Mattel about. Honestly, I, thought with, I thought that was our future. Hoverboards and yeah. We, yeah. Cars we've been, we've been bamboozled, yeah. except for Nike did release 
the self-tying shoes. The yeah, the Back to the Future. What? I think in 2015. Lace, I think they, laceless uh, shoes that they had. Yeah. They're like 200 something dollars, maybe. I don't know. Oh my. Crazy amount of money, but wow. it's the only thing that we have. It's actually not that crazy. But Heelys were cool. Sneakers. I guess. Heelys were fun back in the day. Heelys, really? I didn't have Heelys. I wasn't allowed. Whoa. Guys, my brother got Heelys uh, when he was 19, and he wasn't allowed to have them when he was a kid. And then he broke his wrist oh, using see, Heelys. At, <laughs> right, at, at school. Right? So that's why. And that's why he wasn't they're allowed. They're dangerous. To have them. Or because he wasn't allowed to have them, that's why he broke his wrist. Uh, Both. <laughs> He wasn't given time enough to train. Exactly. All right. Well, we got a few minutes here to talk uh, about some stuff. We'll talk about the weekend a little bit. But Pastor Jamal, um, I know you got to scoot out <clears throat> um, a little bit. You have a meeting later. So want to talk about some of this stuff while you're still here. But obviously, um, it's an election weekend. And I want to talk a little bit about some things when it comes to this. You know, I definitely want to tell everybody who to vote for. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) I think, really, I want to talk about a biblical perspective. And I guess I don't have specific questions, but especially right now with um, how divided it is and just as Christians being different. Let let me say this. Um, I was on Reddit looking at Halloween costumes, and some people, I was going to show you guys, but um, they were, I guess they were Christians, but they were like, moms holding signs that i i don't need to wear a mask because i have jesus and they're like obnoxious and stuff and it was like a joke it was it was a costume wow but i was like the fact that 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 is so close to home for like me and us like made me uncomfortable i'm like Uh. okay and and i guess the other thought i have is like you know we may not know for because tomorrow at the time of this recording tomorrow's the technically the election so we may not know for a period of time whether that be a couple days or a couple weeks even who wins the election and i just want to talk about like so what does the bible say when it comes to you know the government our response as christians maybe even if you have thoughts about christians in the past like early christianity you know when the government was not christian or uh, what do we do, you know, if, if our candidate that we voted for didn't win? What do we do if the candidate we voted for did win? We should gloat, right? And we should, you know, brag about it. Like, what what's our response? So, you know, again, I, those were just thoughts in my mind. And I know we were limited on time. So, um, but I got a couple of these scriptures here, I guess, that we can touch on really quick. Um, I don't know if you guys want to read some of them, I guess, mm, if that's cool sure. with you. Sure, we start off with uh, 1 Timothy 2. Yeah, if you want to read that one. Yeah, yeah. Hold on so, these are, so these are some scriptures I pulled out that um, well, really talk about you know our perspective and our attitude towards our leaders as Christians. And so these first couple ones are from Paul. So 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Um First of all, then, I urge you that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the, to the knowledge of the truth. It's hmm. good. I actually have written in my Bible next to this that God desires all men to be saved, right? That mm-hmm. verse four. And so when we're praying, that keeps that at the forefront. I have that written in my Bible. Yeah. So um, why don't we just take a minute right now and do that? Pray. Cool? You want to pray, Tara? Hey, Pastor Jamal, do you want to pray before you scoot out? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can do that. Um, yeah, let's 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 pray for our leaders. Um I will pray for, you know, our township, and then I'll pray for state, and I'll pray for uh, national. Cool? Cool. Cool. Jesus, Lord, thank you so much uh, for um, uh, the opportunity to come to your throne, God, to be able to lift up uh, prayers and supplications, God, for the different things, God, um, that we experience uh, in this in this world. Lord, I'm asking that you would be with uh, the leaders, God, of our township. Mm-hmm. 
that you would uh, continue, Father God, to give them wisdom, God, into how to govern, God, uh, this particular municipality, God, that um, uh, they would be able to do what is right for the people, God. And um, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would surround them with people that would allow for um, uh, facets of your kingdom to shine through in their, uh, the way that they conduct themselves, Lord God, uh, on this uh, local level. And Lord, I pray for our, our state leaders, God, mm -hmm. our governors, our Senate, House of Reps, God, Lord, that you would be with them as well, God, that you would also, God, uh, give them wisdom and, and, and insight, Father God, on what it means, Lord, to be um, men and women, people of character, God, that allow uh, for your kingdom, God, to shine through in the decisions that they make and the way mm -hmm. that they conduct themselves. And Lord, I also pray for uh, our current president, uh, uh, President Trump, Lord God, that you would be with him, Lord, that you would uh, Continue to just uh, surround him, God, and keep him, Father mm -hmm. God. Pray that uh, he wouldn't get sick again. Lord, you just keep him safe from that. And then also, Lord, that you would, God, give him wisdom, God, that you would give him discernment, Father, um, to lead our country, to lead our nation, God, and that you would um, truly, Father God, allow your spirit to be present uh, in all that he says and does. Uh, mm -hmm. And Lord, I uh, just ask that you would uh, cover all of these things uh, by the power of your spirit. And Lord, and I pray that... Um, that we would begin to see, Father God, fruit and evidence, God, of the prayers, God, that people are offering uh, up to you on their behalf, on all of our leaders' behalf. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 For the record, I would have definitely prayed. I just want you to have yeah, some, some speaking. I, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for praying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then with you still being here, Pastor Jamal, let's read... Um, I guess we could read that Romans verse. Okay. And then uh, I want to read that verse in First okay. Peter as well. Uh, 1 through 7 and 14, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Romans 13, 1 through 7 and 14. Uh, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except by God's appointment. And the authorities that exist have been instituted by God. So the person who resists such a, such authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will incur judgment, uh, for rulers cause no fear for good conduct but for bad. Do you desire not to fear authority? Do, go do good, and you will receive its commendation, because it is God's servant for you or for your well-being, uh, but be afraid but be afraid if you do wrong, because government does not bear the sword for nothing. It is God's servant to administer punishment to the person who does wrong. Therefore, it is necessary to be in, subject, in subjection, not only because of the wrath of the authorities, but also because of your conscience. For this reason, you also pay taxes for the authorities. Are God's servants devoted to governing? Pay everyone what is owed, taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due. Um, and then 14, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to arouse its desires. Wow. It's really That's powerful, true. especially with you reading it. Me? Yeah, um, you reading it. No, nah, yeah. I'm always, it's, you know what I'm always found just personally interesting? Well, I mean, I guess we could talk about it after we finish the, the verses, but it's, I always find it interesting that we, you know, sometimes I feel like we do read these verses, you know, as a means to, you know, remind us how we should conduct ourselves when it comes to our governing authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes what is sometimes maybe subliminally, uh, what is subliminally, like there's layers, like there's a couple layers I think of it, right? Sometimes there's a subliminal like, oh, like we read these verses, don't forget, you got to subject, you know, subject, your sex, subject yourself to your governing authorities and your rulers. Um but I'm always curious about like, are there verses that kind of push us towards to like, um, like what it means to 
vote for somebody of like character or conduct. And I'm not saying that specifically like like targeting anybody. I'm I'm asking because I feel like we see in scripture like kings who were of mm-hmm. great conduct and we see kings who were of not great conduct. Yep. And I think that it's always interesting there are sometimes just footnotes in the stories. Like if you're going through like, you know, first and second Kings and Chronicles and things that like, like that, it's like, Oh, well this King did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. And this mm-hmm. person did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And I think, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I think sometimes there's so much like nuance between the conduct of the person in leadership, the conduct of the person who is, advocating for the person in leadership mm-hmm. and, and or not adv- or like speaking against the person you know who's mm-hmm. in leadership because i feel like i guess what i'm trying to say is it gets i feel like sometimes we like to quote these passages of scripture when our candidate or are the person we support okay do you see what i'm saying yeah, is gets like elected or wins, is wins gets mm-hmm. elected or is in office yep. and i feel like at the same time your own conduct matters as a believer like yeah. You know, you yourself need to hold yourself in a certain regard about how you speak about your leader, how about how you speak about your leader, your 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 opponent, whoever you're the person you're not voting for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like and I just feel like it gets nasty. Like it just always gets nasty. So Every four nasty. years, it always gets nasty. The church gets divided. It gets real disgusting it's and it's <laughs> stupid. And it's like. To me, like, it reveals our idols yep. every time. Yep. Like, I feel like does. every time it reveals yep. your idols. And I feel like where our hope is and where I every <laughs> single time, every four years. And I feel like we pull out these scriptures sometimes every four years to be to do that, as opposed to letting these scriptures be the thing that reminds us that government is not our is not our. Like we are subject to the kingdom of God. Yes, we're also subject to the United States of America. But ultimately, like if you put more stock in your country than you do the kingdom, feel like you're doing your yourself a disservice. Does that make sense when I say that? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying like I, I. I guess this is what I'm trying to say. I think we should be very cautious about how we read these scriptures and apply it to ourselves. So make sure that we are and our heart, our hearts are at the right state as opposed to trying to make someone else. Yes. Bow the knee to whoever candidate we believe. And that's is the quote unquote. one. That's why I thought it was important for us to read it. Whether you whether you find this easy right now or not. When you're listening to this at the other side of this election, this may be easier for you or harder for you, but this is what we do. Yeah. As Christians. And yeah, it's for yourself, not for someone else. Well, you should get over it because this is the best thing we've had. No, 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 no. You, yeah, we need to do it. And like it says, yeah, give respect to whom respect is owed. You pay your taxes. No hashtag, mm-hmm. not my president. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, the other verse I wanted to read, just because it goes along with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sec- uh, sorry, First Peter. 217 here's what peter says just a nice little sentence nice short and sweet um let me just pull it up here okay uh he talks about actually uh, you know i'll read the whole thing uh verse 13 we'll start be subject for the lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor as supreme or governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good for this is the will of god that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people Live as people who are free, not using your freedom to cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. And then this is the sentence I wanted to read. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. It's really clear. Yeah. And the emperor, he's writing at a time when they were killing Christians. Mm -hmm. So honor the Republican, honor the Democrat. No, 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 no. Honor the guy who kills us, who comes into churches, Mm -hmm. drags us out and feeds us to lions and laughs about it. Honor him. It's pretty crazy. Honor the people who support him. Honor the people who don't support him. It says honor everyone. Yeah. Say it. No, (laughs) no. I just thought to myself, I'm like, bro, these guys are really being persecuted and they're told, hey, you need to honor like yep what are what's happening with us the, in comparison 
I'm response. just saying it's just like a it's just a different it's a different world it's a different vibe. These guys are actually being persecuted and they're being told honor the person. Who yeah. No. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just feel it's like crazy. It's I feel upside like down. Today's day and age, a lot of believers would have would have issue with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Immediately, yeah. like you know, my God given right to dot dot dot. Okay, well, you know this yep. this letter. Peter wrote is saying, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. And I'm also, what comes to my mind is the way Jesus conducted himself while his people were underneath Roman rule, Mm -hmm. right? So Jesus didn't decide to, I'm I'm not saying that, look, I'm just making points. I'm pointing out the facts of scripture. Yeah. Jesus did not decide to lead a revolution against the Roman Empire to liberate the Jewish people. That's why many were disappointed because they thought that's what he was going to do. He didn't do that. And even before... Like when he stood before Pontius Pilate, Pilate was like, oh, they're saying, you know, they're saying you're the king of the Jews, you know, like, you know, you got your own kingdom, you know, you know, where is this kingdom of that they speak of? And Jesus very plainly was like, trust me, like if we were in my kingdom, bro, you couldn't you wouldn't be able to touch me like yeah. it's mm-hmm. like super mm-hmm. flex. And then like. He still kind of subjects himself to whatever it is. And that's that's the do. kingdom that we belong to mm-hmm. now. If you're yeah. a Christian, the kingdom that Jesus spoke of that, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do anything, but that's not how things are going to go right now. That's the kingdom that we have allegiance to. Mm-hmm. It's that one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's important to remember. Yeah. And I think, too, like. Mm, nope. It's easier yep. said than done. I, well, yeah, I mean, it is easier said than done. And I think uh, there was an article that I read recently, in, you know, starting with talking a lot about the elections and all the other stuff and basically the premise of it is his the author's fear was that Christians evangelicals were addicted to always trying to win that they're actually idolizing things that they were never meant to idolize yeah and i was blown away by it because i feel like yeah sometimes that is what it feels like it's like you just want to win mm-hmm. so you're pushing whatever it is you're your agenda is whatever your political party is mm-hmm. because you're you just want to win. You don't actually care about the kingdom or care about biblical principles. You just want to win. Or and come I, out yeah. on top. I think that can be true because I think of some of the issues that, you know, Christians do say they care about and vote for. But sometimes it feels like even at that point, like, I don't yep. know if you care about this issue as much as now that you use this, these words. Yeah. You just care about winning like, mm-hmm. and the issues like the justification, I guess, but I feel like I can just think of some people and yeah, you know, maybe that's being a little overly general or cynical even, but maybe we can, we need to watch out when it becomes, when it becomes that instead, you know, mm-hmm. that I actually care about this and that this is wrong, ethic- ethically wrong, morally wrong, whatever. Um, or my opinion about how government should be run, which is not an ethical question. Well, it can become an ethical question. Yeah. But big government, small government, capitalism, healthcare, those aren't those aren't moral questions in that sense. Those are okay, this is hey, these are different ways that we can provide health care. These mm-hmm. are different ways that we can deal with immigration in our country. These are opinions. <laughs> like what's gonna work best for what we have right now and, and you can land in different areas, but we need to be careful that even those things, yeah, it's it's not about winning. Oh my guy won. So and even from these verses, I guess, that's again part of what I wanted to hit on is like so if the guy we vote for, whoever you are listening, the person that you vote for, they win the election. Your attitude needs to be one. What would you guys say? I mean, the, of respect to other people. Um, even in in First Peter two seventeen in the NLT, it says respect everyone and love the family of believers. Mm-hmm. And we do such a disservice to the kingdom of God when we choose to not respect other people and not to love other people amidst their um, opinions, especially like that. This can divide us so much by based on who we vote for and kind of like what we we're already in a state of crisis as a nation and so to think that we could divide ourselves even more um is is terrifying and we're called to like respect one another um love the family of believers fear god and respect the king or the emperor um like it said in in the other version so i think it just comes down to like continuing to love and to seek after the kingdom of god more than our earthly governments yeah no matter who wins or who is elected 
and even off that to love everyone, I feel like you can listen and say, well, I do. I love them. I just don't like them. And like, you know how, mm-hmm. how we say that? Yep. I kind of want to be like, yeah, that doesn't count. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I would, yeah, I love them. I just don't understand how they could vote this way. I just right. don't understand what, what you, I want to push back on you. To, I want to push back on you a little bit. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I don't, I don't accept that. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. But I just, you know, I don't know who I'm thinking of. I'm just, maybe it's all fake, but yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, you have. I'm. I have a question. You have here in your notes. You says you you put Jesus's outlook. Render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Your thoughts on that? I just think that it's Jesus is brilliant, and so the context of the passage being, you know, the Pharisees trying to trap him. They they don't like Jesus, so they try to ask him a question that they feel like you know he's in a corner now. And so, first of all, it's just smart because he outsmarted them. It's just a brilliant scene. But then, like, just the truth, the deep truths that are contained in there, just to render to Caesar what's Caesar and to God what's God's. And in the context of what we're talking about right now, like, just, um, I have a friend who voted this, uh, who wrote this. He said, you know, hey, I don't want my brothers to stumble, right? Paul says that. If if, if this is going to cause my brothers to stumble, I won't do it. So he goes, <laughs> if I vote for Trump, if I vote for Biden, some of my brothers and sisters will stumble. So I've decided to not vote this election and that's totally within his uh, right to do that. You may be listening and feel like, Matt, you can't, you shouldn't criticize that. I'm like, okay. But I feel like Jesus's answer of rendering to Caesar that which is Caesar and God what to God. I feel like as an American, like what we were just saying, I, I have the ability to, ro- to vote. And as a Christian, wow, I can actually affect the institution. I can affect, you know, th- this is a, it's a gift that many people throughout history have never had. And so I feel like, Render to Caesar what Caesar's. Be responsible and be vote. Be opinionated. Uh, that's okay to, or not opinionated. That's the wrong word. But to have an opinion, to be informed, and to even feel strongly about those opinions. But render to Caesar what Caesar's. Like give him taxes, and then give to God what's God's. You need to still be tithing. Okay, that's in the monetary realm, which is where they were trying to trap Jesus. But even in our perspective and our hope. I would say it may be irresponsible to say, oh, I'm just not, I'm going to throw my hands up. The, the whole thing's wrong. Hey, this is what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. Render to Caesar what Caesar's. But then also give to God what's God's. I'm a kingdom, I'm, I'm a child of the kingdom of heaven. Like that's my allegiance. And I, I guess there's more I could say, but I feel like it's brilliant. And so you can say that it's not just Paul saying, well, you know, have a good attitude, guys. He's saying, pray for your leaders and this and that. And then even Jesus, I feel, is saying the same thing. Like, because who would, and I guess I bring it up too, because it's like, who would Jesus vote for? Would Jesus be Republican or Democrat, this or that? And I don't know. I don't think Jesus fits those categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, legit, if he was in 2020, like, what would he do? Um, but then I'm like, I think that would just be his answer. I think his answer would be, render to caesar what caesar's and give to god what's god like that was that's my thought process that are i felt that i arrived to yeah and i think i think you're right and i think his response in saying render unto god what's god's goes to that depth of you know and i think i'm thinking about the passage he says you know whose image is on the coin Mm -hmm. they say caesar Mm -hmm. and for us as believers we believe we're created in the image of god yeah Mm. therefore you know whose image is on you Scott, therefore, you give unto God what belongs to God. Therefore, your speech, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your actions, all of it, render unto God. Yeah. And therefore, how you speak about your leaders, praying for your leaders, mm-hmm. how you speak about other believers uh, and their decision to vote and whoever they vote for, all of that falls under the category of rendering unto God what belongs to God. And so how you speak to one another in this political season, I believe, is also lumped into that what you give unto the lord yeah 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 and i also think um something i was thinking of as well like in the days to come um how can we best react to other people and i think that we need to be willing to show grace um in the midst of people are going to be upset or they're going to be happy depends and i remember four years ago it was it was pretty tense i mean granted i was on a college campus so i don't know there's a lot of people just yelling things and whatnot but i think the that we also need to be so gracious like with our fellow believers as the days go forward and not yeah. like just co- say whatever comes to mind to defend ourselves or you know to make someone else again it shows whatever. where our hope really yeah. is like 
And this is what I think. Like, if I wasn't a Christian, I do really believe that I'd have, like, way more stock in the political system. Because how else will change ever come to this earth in any form? Like, that is the only way to really bring change. But if you're Christian, you don't think that that's the only way to bring change. The other verse about Proverbs 21.1 that says that the king's heart is like a stream of water in the hands of the Lord. God can use anybody, even the guy I didn't vote for. He can use him to do whatever he wants. And so... As a Christian, again, that responsibility. But w- what I was going to say to your point, Tara, you're right. And like, isn't that what the church is? This beautiful community of people who are all different from each other. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like that where Christians in America can are just a voting block. Like we're, we're not uniform. We're not robots. We're not no. um, brainwashed to all think the same way. We all have faith in God. And we may all vote differently, but we come together and love each other because, and that's what the world should be looking at and saying, yeah, but you guys, didn't you like vote for different people? Don't you feel differently about how we should run the country and these issues? Like, yeah, we do. But, um, dude, we're Christians and and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Like, and we're showing the world that beautiful picture. I, I think I may have said this once on the podcast, but like the idea that like I'm friends with people who are like 40 years older than me is kind of weird like i think if i went to starbucks with some people in our church like i I see normally on a sunday i think people i know would be like oh is that like your uncle or something like that like no it's like it's i guess he's my friend i guess there's really no other word to use and like that's kind of weird how are you friends with somebody that much older than you oh because we're christians because we're brothers in christ like it's just a picture of that community and so with voting and where our hope is it should be the same thing you know Mm. yeah Well, those are some thoughts with um, the election being tomorrow, again, at the time of this recording. Um, I'm guessing when you're listening, we still may be waiting for the answer, but I'll put it this way. Whoever does win or whoever's president at the time of you listening to this, I don't think any of these truths change. Mm -hmm. And this is where our hope is. Obviously, there's so, so much more that we could say. Uh, Lots of other scriptures that we can read, but um, this is what it's like to be a Christian. And again, we have an opportunity now we have an opportunity. I said a few weeks ago, God has given us the opportunity to be a Christian in a pandemic. I mean, I'm not saying everybody wants to do that, but like we get to show people what being a Christian in a pandemic is like. And now we're going to get to show people what it's like to be a Christian when the candidate you voted for wins, when the candidate you voted for didn't win. Now yeah. you get to show people what it's like to be a Christian in that atmosphere. Yeah. Instead of saying hashtag not my president or like haha we won, that's what the world does. What is it? What does a Christian do? These things that we talked about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so true. All right, so let's spend a few minutes and talk about the weekend. You know, it was our spiritual emphasis weekend. Greg Hubbard came and shared, which um, I'm assuming. Well, I know Pastor Jamal; he's been here before. You've heard him before too. Yeah, they have yeah. my prayer on their fridge. Which was oh. really sweet, and they pray for me. Which oh, is that's like, awesome! Ugh. Nice. My okay. Heart. But I've seen him around. He he went. He is really good friends with my college pastor, where okay. I went to church there as well. So nice. There you go. Seen Greg all over. Yeah, and he spoke. I think every year at Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I heard him there and stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. um, yeah, but I loved his messages, and uh, you know, so Sunday morning, he read from Ephesians two and talked about how Christ is our cornerstone, but really unpacked it and how a cornerstone is made up of three parts. So he's our cornerstone, our keystone, and our capstone. So foundation, holding it together, and and protects us and seals us. Thought it was really great. And then Sunday evening, reading from Philippians 1, talking about Paul's outlook, even though he was in prison, and he had a positive outlook because the gospel was still being spread. People were praying for him, and he had the supply of the Holy Spirit. And that's really what Greg focused on. And he talked about it's vital how we treat the Holy Spirit. It's vital that we're people who move in faith, and it's vital that we ask him, you know, ask him to move and stuff and to step in. thought it was a great sermon, and, um, you know, he spent probably most of his time in that first point, vital how we treat the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. See, I know you were just saying, Tara, like, yeah, some good stuff. I don't know what you guys thought, like, him just talking about that. You know, the Holy Spirit is a person inside of you. Um, and his examples were really good, like grieving yeah. the Holy Spirit. You hear that and you read it, 
But like, yeah, if, if you pa- if we knew each other past me and, and I just knew it was so clear you were ignoring me in the supermarket, I'd be a little grieved. I'm like, yeah. oh, what a great example of like, yeah. oh, that's what that really can mean. Like, like to you ignore know. the Holy Spirit and yeah. use his leading and guiding in our life. Shoot. Yeah, so I thought that was really good. Um, but I don't know if you had it, guys, if you had thoughts or like anything in your notes or like a quote he said that um, was impactful. I, I, you know, I thought the whole sermon was good. Yeah, I think um uh, I I think we could stand to I say we the global church could stand to really talk more about the work of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit uh in the day-to-day life of the believer more because I feel like oftentimes, you know, the prayers that we pray are, you know, rooted in God the Father and Jesus the Son, Jesus the Son. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, we could probably stand to maybe add that layer of um, the person of the Holy Spirit and the work that he does in our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he talked about that, uh, that was something that came to my mind. <coughs> um, you know, I think. And and scripture is clear, you know, no man comes to the father unless the Holy Spirit um, beckons him or, you know, calls mm-hmm. him to to God. And so there is definitely a very real aspect of the holy spirit that i think sometimes gets undervalued and so i appreciated uh, a lot of what he said too about uh the personhood of the holy spirit yeah yeah and that's for me personally i don't think i really understood the role of the holy spirit until like the last couple of years even coming from an assemblies of god church all of that stuff i just remember growing up in camp and and all retreats and stuff and i felt like the focus was always on being filled with the holy spirit but i don't know if i ever understood once I speak in tongues, like, is that just the only goal of the Holy Spirit's work in my life? And obviously that's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, there's so many other um, roles and, and aspects of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, we definitely overlook him. So um, it's just really cool to learn more about um, how he works in our lives and, you know, who, who he is and his importance um, in our walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I love he said um, he quoted a verse in Second Corinthians that we can he talked about all these negative things, you know, that we can be treating the Holy Spirit, but he can be welcomed. He said in Second yeah. Corinthians, we have fellowship with him. And I thought that was cool as well. Right. That um, the Holy Spirit isn't a force or something. We have mm-hmm. fellowship. And like you're saying, you know, he does these works in our lives. It's not. um, Yeah, it's not just uh, right. Being baptized or speaking in tongues a lot of times in our circles that's yeah that can be the emphasis but uh, i think it was mark batterson said he grew up or a church he went to or something like that like it was uh father the god the father god the son and the holy bible, the holy bible. <laughs> like just no holy spirit in there just father son and holy bible like you know lol but um it's something that greg said that i thought was really good it, even talking about the election stuff today right he said what we think offends the world is what the world is is starving for and i thought that was good that because i even feel this way sometimes like i could be a little embarrassed or like a little oh our church is pentecostal or or yeah the holy spirit or, or like you gotta explain that or the, yeah, even the trinity like charismatic. It's, like, yeah, charismatic it's not pentecostal it's charismatic no, yeah like so is. sometimes <laughs> i'm a little like uh yeah like i believe all that's fine you know whatever right. but then when he said that yeah hey th- th- that's what the world is starving for like wait a minute yes yeah, and even I think what he said. Yeah, and the next point about instinct. Yeah, having instinct and being led by the spirit. How that's different things. I thought that was a good distinction as well. And and right, that's what we believe. That's what I believe. Like, I don't just operate on instinct. I thank God for instinct. Don't touch that fire. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, being led by the spirit is different. And it, it was just good. You know. Yeah, and I think too. I don't know. I, I, I like verbiage, you know, having words that kind of give life to 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 con or words that kind of give you deeper context or deeper meaning behind things. And I think that the idea of like a Pentecostal experience, I personal opinion, I just really uh, am sad that oftentimes the idea behind Pentecostal dot 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 or pentecostal fill in the blank is speaking in tongues as opposed to harvest because that really is the focus Mm -hmm. right it's this idea of harvesting 
um, you know, the celebration of the harvest, celebrating the fact that God is bringing into the kingdom the harvest of souls. That so, in my opinion, you know, I really, you know, like what what Greg was go, the direction he was going because. Mm-hmm. Now you make the Holy Spirit the focus and now your conversation isn't rooted in this instance where there is speaking of tongues. But if you're really talking about being Pentecostal focused, you're talking about bringing souls into the kingdom. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like and having helping people to have an awareness of that, I think, shifts everything. Now it's like, you know, I'm not seeking the baptism to to be able to speak in tongues. No, I'm seeking the Holy Spirit so that i can bring souls into the harvest like that's a weight to me a different mission and maybe it's one degree of change but over a time period you'll see you can see the gap between those two schools of thought and i think that that's important yeah and even this morning i was reading in in first corinthians about how you know when we speak in tongues we we're really gratifying ourselves and our personal relationship with with the lord but it doesn't always um enable the body in that way unless it's you know interpreted and so like it's amazing to speak in tongues but but if if we're not being led by the holy spirit and we're not being um like convicted or or you know if you're not allowing him to work through us then we're not going to be able to reap the harvest or see the harvest or um seek the kingdom of god and that yeah right it's just um it's a marker on the journey it's not it's not the finish line it's just one of the markers we can hit and mm-hmm. yeah um it'll keep us focused on on what god has wait i thought of something from what you just said and i just lost it you were saying uh it's interpreting tongues advise <laughs> us it's, a, it's another us. it's another it's a new area to trust god in which is what's For sure. great about it it's great but right it's just it's just not it's not that finish line um and it's about people. Dang, I had something from what you said and what you guys said. <laughs> Rethink about yeah, it. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I just thought that, um, I don't know, I appreciated the direction he was going in with that. So. Yeah. 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 And the, and he was saying about how like we can miss the move of the supernatural by focusing so much on the natural. And how often do we do that and just go about our days and focusing on what needs to get done, focusing on the election focusing on all this stuff when really like there's so many things that are happening supernatural that we could could be missing out on because we're not like in sync with the holy spirit so yeah good stuff Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts to share? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any questions. I'm trying to rethink about what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 it's all good. Um, no, it's so good. Yeah, I think that um, I don't know in in regards to what he was also sharing with the um, the stone. Yeah, the different the the stone, the the capstone, the cornerstone. um, I think that what I appreciated about that particular message um, was the idea that you know Christ is the one that holds us all together. because I think too in this political season, uh, we need that, you know, the yeah. the holding together, um, and maybe not just this political season, but like um, everything that's coming down the pipeline. I think what's cool about the fact that he uses Ephesians is Ephesians or the church in Ephesus is this blending of you know. Um, Jews and you know Gentiles really trying to figure out how to serve the Lord and live in Ephesus and be different in a way that that glorifies Jesus to me that sounds like right now how do we find a way for yeah. and I'll just you know switch up some terms here how do we find a way for the Democrat and the Republican anglo-saxon the african-american the latino the you know, the asian the third party uh how do we find a way to have all of these people from these different shades of life come into a space and be unified that to me exemplifies the power of Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. things that, like, as Greg mentioned, the world is starving for and they need it. Um, and I think 
going back to, I think I said it earlier about this kind of like need to win. Sometimes the need to win can blind us from the fact that we're not always meant to as the church. You know, Jesus says yeah. they will hate you because of me. So to me, sometimes I'm always like, why are we surprised when things don't go our way? Yeah. You know, like when Jesus hey, already clearly yes. said, hey, man, things ain't always going to go your way. Like to me, that's where it comes into play. That idea of like, oh, but we're, we're supposed to win. Well, yeah. The end you flip to the back of the book the end yes we win but uh i'm pretty sure that in the season job was in he didn't feel like he was winning you know like paul was writing from prison you don't feel like he's winning Mm -hmm. you know even john the baptist was like in prison and was like yo can you go ask jesus if he's the guy that's supposed to be the guy to do the thing you know like and jesus kind of gives him an answer like bro you know the dead are raised blind see you're good like and and then he dies and then he dies and then john the baptist still takes the l like and I think sometimes because we like we've, we 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 you know say we're, we're Christian that you know or we put on you know the armor of Christ like sometimes that we're not supposed to like come to some battles and like be like oh this this didn't go the way I thought it would go yeah. you know and I think that sometimes that that affects the way that we function but if we hold together that's and that just stuck out to me when he was sharing that if we hold together whether there's good times or bad times at least we have one another to lean on and and trust that in the end when all is said and done you know the stuff that we were quote-unquote trying to fight for in the natural was just minuscule in the grand scheme of what god was trying to accomplish you know around the world in, in regards to his kingdom that was a thought that i had from what he said um sunday night he was like oh hey that we would be a people who listen to the promptings of the holy spirit and like that's so true like you know from everything we're talking about but i was wondering too like man i guess would you say sometimes you can be obeying the promptings of the holy spirit and then be like oh that didn't go smooth like that didn't work like like, you know i you want to think that oh when i obey the promptings of the holy spirit then this person comes to christ and then I was elevated. Right. And, you know, you, you think, and a lot of times that will happen, but sometimes maybe is it that you obey the promptings of the spirit and then actually it didn't, it didn't work out the way you wanted. Or you're like, oh, I no. almost feel like I wish I didn't do that. Like, 100%. like in that sense, you know, Paul, like, yeah. Paul obeyed the promptings of the Holy spirit and he was shipwrecked. He was bitten by snakes. You know, my man was in jail, got whipped like Stone yeah and everything. he he followed the promptings of the holy spirit yeah followed the promptings of the holy spirit my man got got blinded like day one like it was not <laughs> even like so i don't know i just feel like yeah you, you follow the promptings of the holy spirit like yeah you'll find you'll find the peace that you're looking for and i think too like following the promptings of the holy spirit also includes keeping your mouth shut like i mean like that's one that i feel like we don't really always whatever like jesus stood before pilate words to say bro jesus stood before pilate said (laughs) said a couple words then herod walks in and he said nothing like Mm -hmm. nothing herod was like oh are you the guy jesus is just like silent yeah nothing to say Maybe, I don't know, maybe he was a little upset that he beheaded his cousin. You know, maybe he felt some type of way. He's like, nah, bro, I ain't got no words for you. I don't know. But here's what I think, though. That, to me, is a great display of what, hey, here's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Keep your mouth shut. You know, um, don't don't always have to have an opinion. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, the irony of, you know, having an opinion right now on a podcast. But, <laughs> it, you know, like I think, yeah, sometimes we we think to ourselves, Oh, prompting of the Holy Spirit. God's going to give me the right words to say, and I need to open my mouth right now. Not necessarily. Yeah. You know, yeah, not yeah. necessarily. Sometimes God is just like, you know what? We're just going to keep it to ourselves this time. And just, I need you to just be faithful in this regards. Because, too, like, <laughs> I mean, some of the promptings of the Holy Spirit, some of the things God asked the prophets to do, are you crazy? Like, that's no disrespect but i'm not trying to cook my food over, over feces, feces you know i'm not yeah no i don't know if that's what i want to do you yeah. know I, it's not that's not on my to-do list so i think i don't know i think that promptings of the holy spirit 
especially keeping your mouth shut are critical. It was cool on. Oh, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? No. Oh, I go you, for it. Okay. No, no, you're good. On Wednesday night. Um, on Wednesday nights, actually, we're talking about the letters of John, and Pastor Jeff read that passage in chapter four, First John, of uh, the spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so like he went around and was like, hey, like, have you had any, a time when like the Holy Spirit you know, helped you discern a situation? And actually, it was really cool, like just to hear everybody's different perspectives. Like lots of people had something to say. Mm-hmm. So it, it was pretty cool. And to your point, Pastor Jamal, because like, I was there listening, like everybody's stories were a little bit different. But right. Figuring out the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It was different than, oh, I just knew what to say and I said it or I did this like. You know, one one of them was like uh, they they were on a job working and they looked at the one guy. He was doing some work. The Holy Spirit just told him to go like run downstairs because he had just fainted. Um, But so but he he felt the Holy Spirit spoke to him like he obeyed the promptings of the Holy Spirit before it happened sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's like, wow, that's really cool. Like, didn't give him any words to say. Like, it just was kind of like show up, you know, and um, other people. It was like whatever i guess i'm not gonna repeat them all but the, yeah it, it's to, to your point yes it doesn't always look one way um so yeah it was cool to hear those stories yeah that's really cool so um i think i think i think it's been a great it's podcast been, it's been real it's guys. been good it's yeah been awesome. okay i'm just looking at these guys okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's been good, and uh, uh, you know, I just didn't know how much time we had with you, Pastor Jamal. So no, good. I, I also didn't know how much time. I thought. I mean, I did schedule. I, yeah, I did. It was scheduled for a certain time, but it's not. I guess they haven't called. They haven't called. Happened. So wow. I guess it's not happening. Prompting of the Holy Spirit. Hey, they prompted them I not to. It. You know, the Holy Spirit was like, nah, they're doing a podcast. You know? Tara <laughs> really needs your help. So oh, you can is speak that? More. Oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, actually, wait. Speaking of that, hold on. I actually what? can't hit stop on this before tara how was it i found out after the fact you spoke at the spanish church last week yeah um, spanish church that meets here in yeah. building b how'd that go yeah it was really great i've been going there for the last couple of weeks and anyway it was really cool to be able to look out it had like a moment where i like looked out at the people and i was like shoot this is where i was saved like this is where i learned about missions and now i'm speaking in spanish and i'm a missionary so it was wow. it was quite a full circle um but they're really great really uh, welcoming um and they just keep <laughs> every time i come they're like welcome to our uh, nuestra hermana like our misionera like our, our sister and i'm like guys you don't have to welcome me every time <laughs> i'm just <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but they're really sweet. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing like what God's going to do through this um, relationship with the people here. And while I'm still here, I don't know if God's going to open doors for me to work with them in any specific way. Um, have some things on my heart, which maybe I could do, but I don't want to like start stepping in. I'm just you here better to, wait I'm, for I'm here to learn. Yes, yeah. I'm here to learn. And so if I could serve in any way, I would love to. But yes, I am. Prompted I very them. much know that it's not. I'm not gonna come in as the gringa, you know, and try to do stuff. So that's not my role. Right. I'm here right. to learn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can practice my Spanish. It's great. Uh, it's sometimes it's a struggle though with worship because they don't always put the words on the screen. But the good thing with a lot of worship songs in Spanish is they're very repetitive. So if you hear it a couple uh, okay, times, you you're go. like, okay, now I know the words. Mm. But the first couple of rounds, I'm like. Uh, like fake in the mouth thing like that's always awkward <laughs> yeah. but it's so cool they're they're really sweet really sweet um really sweet congregation so yeah yeah cool word awesome well hey uh everybody thank you so much for joining us uh it's been pastor matt pastor jamal and tara hey we'll see you guys next time word. bye